Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, and this week we uh, welcome the return of Marvel to the big screen. Uh, slightly delayed, uh, as it has been, as Doctor Strange enters the multiverse. And we are here to do one of our what worked and what didn't work, like we did with Batman um, a few months back. Um, people seem to like that. Um, and it's, it's much easier for us to just do that rather than trying to pick a film apart that we've watched in a cinema where we can't make notes or anything like that. So, as always, joining me is Josh. Evening. And Tony. Hello. So, we've all managed to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in its first, what, four days it's been out. You two went and saw it Friday, yeah. am I right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I saw it this morning. And we're recording this on Sunday, uh, just oh, after God, it opened you're, on the you're, Thursday. Uh, well, at least you're fresher than being Tony. I've got memory of a fucking goldfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have to wait um, these days with a nine-year-old son. Um, <laughs> he wants to see it as well, so I, I don't get a chance to see it um, any earlier well, I mean, than that. that was and... interesting with some of those scenes. <laughs> well, you say that, but... He seemed to be all right. He, there was a couple of scenes yeah. where he kind of turned to us and went, oh, that was a bit horrible. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, he was actually all right. Um, good, good. So he's getting there. Rainy. So, yeah. As I said, we are going to do a what works and what didn't um, rather than an out-and-out out review of the film. Um, I'm actually going to start with what yeah. didn't work for me this time. Um Get, out, yep. get rid of the bad first. Um, so my first thing I didn't think worked, sadly, was Wanda. Oh, okay. Um, she's become a petulant teenager. <laughs> um, all she does is moan. <laughs> We've already been through this in what? How many episodes did we get of WandaVision? Ten? Something like that. We've already Nine been minutes. through this whole... Whole th- yes, it was nine eventually, wasn't it? It was meant to be ten, and then they cut one. Um, yeah. We've been through this whole storyline already. And, and she's just playing the same beats, except she's now more violent. And it seems like if she doesn't get her own way, then she's going to throw a tantrum. And yeah, well, that's the thing you sort of touch on the fact that the one, as we know, is not really in there much, is she? Because it's the dark hold, basically. Yeah. As turn- She's more Scarlet Witch than she is Wanda now at this point, isn't yeah. she, I suppose? That's the, the point of it. Yeah, um, but it just... It, it's, not, it's not fun to watch. It's not entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah, takes well, well, away from Stranger's story, for well, me. Whilst we're talking, Wanda, I can throw in one of my things that didn't work because it ties into a similar thing. I now have a problem with her being the big bad, but for me the reveal is too soon in the film. Yeah, yeah. 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 Narrow, yeah. It should have been like the midpoint reveal, like they see you about an hour in or something like that. Yeah, there's there's no play to it at all, is there? She, she kind of just caves straight away. Yeah. And that's, so she's that's basically it. been the one chasing down America before the film started. Um, yeah. And you think, well, why didn't she like create like a fake demon for the first hour of the film or something? That would have been a bit better way to do yeah, it. Yeah, which was a, a lot of the talk that that was what was going to happen. But we get we get the villain for all of five minutes. Strange kills it off. Yeah. And then we move on. And it was kind of like, ah, yeah. oh, that's it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but it turns out it's one that was started up manipulating it from the, from the off. And, yeah. And it's just that, that scene in, in the woods. So I did have a question. Well, how did Doctor Strange get there when it's actually that horrible, burnt-out, dark old place? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's Wanda's hex, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, and like, she's clearly she's... not. She's not blocking anybody from coming in this time. She has just caused a. Mm. Unless she let him in specifically. Yeah. Which you've got to imagine yeah. she probably did. Um, oh yeah, I would imagine so. And, so, and, I don't, and I, it's nothing to do with Elizabeth. It's just the way that, that she'd been written and directed, I think, a little bit in yeah, the film. It, I agree. It it's really connecting to her in WandaVision. Yeah, exactly. And she brought back that horrible accent again. Uh, wait, our American one? No, the, the Russians started to leak into it again. 
Well, see, the, I think, like, do you remember when we reviewed WandaVision and we said, oh, she's gone, like, full American and maybe this is how they transition her into being an American? Yeah. And I'm wondering whether they picked up on that. Well, not from our review. Got I'm, I don't imagine Kevin Feige stuck it. Stuck <laughs> well, you never know. Just listening to Biff Pal Bam. I mean, you know, we can live in hope. But, yeah. um, like, I, I, I think a couple of other people might have said the same thing and maybe like it's become a a notice thing by the, the big heads at Marvel and they've probably said all right we need to like sort of give it a bit of a twang back and then as time goes by we she can lose it again but uh just it doesn't need it we we've had enough bad accents <laughs> over the the last couple of years with with the MCU that it's just like no just, Except that I don't think her, her Eastern European accent was a bad one, particularly. But there we go. So. It's just annoying. There's there's no need for it, <laughs> especially when it's not natural. She clearly struggles with it a little bit as well. I I think there's yeah I think there's more <laughs> more for her to do than trying to do an accent. Um, she's even it's quite funny because I watched some I've watched some press interviews over the last couple of days. And it, mm. there was a the thing when they were doing um, What's Better, and it was her and Benny, and they were talking about okay. certain things. And it came up, who, who is better, Brits doing American accents or Americans doing British accents? And they both mm. agreed that Brits doing American accents are far better. And she basically admitted oh, she couldn't do a British accent. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, so it, it seems like it is a little bit of a struggle for her. Um, it's not one of her fortes is doing accents. Um, so yeah, I find it interesting. Um, okay. M- moving on from, from Wanda, um, something not on screen, but heard, I didn't think Danny Elfman's score worked. Okay. I thought yeah. it, at times it felt out of place. Do you, know, um, do you know what? Right. I, I, that's actually one of the things. I mean, it wasn't a massive what works for me, but it did work because um, it's Sam Raimi. And, you know, Sam Raimi's like synonymous for horror and gore and, you know, all that stuff. And when he's had Danny Elfman behind him, he hasn't been doing that stuff. So I was quite sceptical when I found out it was Elfman doing the score. But it gave me a slight... Um, Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas kind of vibe, and there are definitely moments fun at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely moments when it does feel like Tim Burton stuff, but there's some moments he seems to have changed quite a lot in recent years. Um, I don't know whether either of you have seen, but he's absolutely covered in tattoos now. Oh, well. um, despite being in his sixties, um, and he played Coachella a couple of weekends ago, <laughs> um, and he spent the whole of it without a shirt on. Um, prancing around like he was in his 30s. Well, um, there's an image I need to get out of my head. I, yeah. I, just, I felt it was a serviceable score. It, it, it had that, that rainy, evil dead kind of vibe to it. And There was just moments when he went a little bit electronic, which I didn't felt work, worked when it's kind of a mystical, ancient kind of thing. I kind of felt it was, it was jarring when he used it. Um. Yeah. And it just, it took me out of some of the scenes. I'm like... I, I would say that I was disappointed we didn't get kind of an updated version of the theme from the first film. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, in with it. It, 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 seemed, it, it felt a bit like when they went from Batman Returns to um, Batman Forever and Elliot Goodenthal's score, which was completely different from what we had before that with Elfman. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, of course, they didn't keep that, that main theme from the first two Burton Batman. So... It had that little bit. I was a little bit annoyed with. Yeah. When when Scott Derrickson left the, the project Doctor Strange two, did did he leave on bad terms? Like, is there existing bad just, blood there or the old creative uh, the old creative differences thing, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, never really. I, I, what it is. I noticed in the end credits, or well, as the credits rolled, he is still listed as an executive producer or something <laughs> yeah. to that effect. That's because he wrote the original story. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's Hollywood agent mumbo jumbo basically. Oh right. Okay. Part of his payoff, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he it was an interesting one. I think the rumor was that he wanted to do more of a standalone story, and that's actually something I'm I'm going to also touch on. Um, I felt it was a little bit too standalone. Still, yeah. Well, as we're, we're throwing all the bad stuff out, I suppose at the at the top of the um top of the um of the hour, so I suppose to speak. Um, one of my issues in a similar vein was I didn't think for a film as called Multiverse of Madness that it was multiversey enough. No, nope, yep. not at all. From yep. the way it was going to be sold to us. Yeah. And I, and I then have an issue with the bigger picture of are we not going to see much of the multiverse going forward now? And I got whether Marvel don't actually know what to do with it. Tommy, yeah. it's, 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 it's a tricky concept to get right in the first instance, but considering what they did with What If. That works, yeah. but on the flip side of that, that works because it was basically phase one. Yeah, in yeah. In, in that of standalone stories, and then the final episode was basically their version of the Avengers, but except all the Avengers come from a completely different universe. Yeah, and and that was something I was going to pick up on. I think what if works because it was a lot of characters. We already know, yeah. But just yeah, different versions of them. Whereas yeah. this, and it's leading into kind of the next story, uh, the next bit. Um, that there isn't anybody that we really know. There's a couple, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're again actually saying that Mordo, why we don't get to see the real one. Why he isn't involved? And we well, get this I heard, version. I have heard mm. through the grapevine that he was going to be involved, and the version of Mordo that we saw was going to be killed off, and um, basically, our Doctor Strange wasn't going to give a fuck about it, basically, and but was going to sort of sacrifice him to Wanda to save Chavez, and. Our version of or the six one six Mordo was basically going to say, "Would you really sacrifice me at the drop of a hat like that?" Mm. And you know, strange to be like, for the sake of a of a, a young life, yeah. And basically, that's what turns Mordo to saying, "Right, well, fuck you. I'm going to end your life before you end mine." Yeah, and we just get a passing mention of him. Yeah, and yeah. like he's been fighting him in this time, but we've not seen any of it. Yeah, that pisses me off when they do off camera stuff. And it's just like, come on, you set him up with an end credit scene to be the next villain, and you're now yeah. ignoring him. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, for me, I, I don't like that. Um, it's like they don't know what they're doing with him. I mean, and... the, main, the main medium of the MCU is in its fucking title, cinematic. It's on a cinema yeah. screen. If you're telling us that shit's happened off screen, we either want to see it in, like, you know, an end credit scene, a, a, a small TV episode. Um, you know, we want to see it in some way on a screen of some sort. Don't expect yeah. us to go out and buy like the novelization of a movie to read yeah. because I'm sorry, people don't do that shit no more. No, exactly. Uh, and that kind of takes me to the next thing. The Illuminati don't work for me. Okay. Uh... <sighs> the good thing. The good thing is, I think they were that universe specific Illuminati. Yeah. So yeah. to get yeah. them again. Oh, well, yeah. But for this film, it doesn't work. You've got a Captain Marvel that no one cares about. Yeah. You've got some stunt casting in Reed. <laughs> and if they don't bring him back as the 616 Reed, then they're having a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't. It's fan service. It, That's no, all it, it is. is. It is. Now, this is another thing I've heard. I have heard that um, Krasinski was cast, A, as fan service, but also because they knew John Watts was on his way out. So the word on the streets apparently is if John Krasinski gets a big enough reaction as Reed, yeah. he will get the directing and the in front of camera job. Yeah. And if they don't, then... It's a cock yeah, up it's for a, me. Yeah, it's a massive fuck up. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, right? I gotta say this about John Krasinski as 
Reed Richards. I know he was my fan cast when we did MCU Fantastic Four fan cast, but I have thought on it a little bit more, and I have since watched a lot of John Krasinski stuff. I've seen Jack Reacher, I've seen uh, A Quiet Place, I've seen the like practically all of The Office now, and he is basically a nice guy in all yeah. of that stuff. I'm not <laughs> saying he plays the same character in all all yeah. of his stuff. He does not by any means, but he always plays a nice guy. And in the comics, Reed Richards is a twat. Yeah. He is an aloof arsehole. Yeah. That's yeah, why his wife cheats on him all the time with fucking Namor. The Miles Teller one character possibly was closer, wasn't he? It, just, it was a terrible film. No fucking... Um, what's his name out of... Um, the, the original or, or you and, two uh, you, yeah and say I would have been happy with him coming back I would have had yeah I, I would have and then 616 Universe introduced John Krasinski yeah, yeah. exactly um, but I in fairness both... if they introduce the Council of Reeds in the future and we don't get him back the original Mr. Fantastic I always forget his name um, if we don't get him back as in the Council of Reeds I will fume yeah yeah I did like the uh, the mention of him having kids. I thought that was yeah. quite nice. A little yeah. Kang reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was quite nice. I had it no problems like... with that Anson Mount coming back either. I did like seeing the, the live-action Captain Carter to see how it might look going forward yeah. if she does get her own show the other But it just it, it felt forced. The problem was, it was pro- her episode of What If was probably the weakest of the lot. And it just... And yet she's going to be the driving force behind Series 2, apparently. So. Yeah, because well, everybody was like, oh, Captain Carter, we love her. But it wasn't, it wasn't even that fun. See, the thing with Captain Carter in terms of the movie for me was they got Hayley Atwell in. Fantastic. They made the, ca- the Captain America of that. Oh, well, Captain uh, Carter. Fantastic. Got no problem with that. But I'm not being funny. The Captain Carter of What If was buff as fuck. Yeah, and but yeah. she looked like a, a first Avenger scrawny self. Like they couldn't yeah. have paid like a personal trainer to go and beef her up a little or, bit, or even just give her a suit like they did to Zach Levi. Yeah, to make her look at least a bit, a bit bigger. And, and I tell you what else pissed me off about um, the way they handled the Captain Carter character. Um, they did the fucking what if zombie killing of Captain America, and yeah. showed it off screen. Yep. Yeah, it was absolute uh, pissy. That was the other thing I was gonna gonna pick up on was that the fight scene is naff. Oh yeah, it is shit. Yeah, it's awful. And I'm... the one person that you care the least about is the one that survives the longest, <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you brought these and, people in. I have to the say, fight... the death scenes were actually quite good for. Two of them. Yeah, I'll, I thought Black I'll say Bolt was quite good, and I thought Cap- uh, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Those two were good. I like Black Bolt, and I liked um, Reed's deaths. The, the, the the rest were like... I'll give them their dues on the Black Bolt thing. I did not see that coming at all. No, I, yeah. I didn't see that one coming. But in fairness, the Black Bolt, the whole Black Bolt thing for me was a giant middle finger to Jeff Loeb's TV universe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. As in, this is the last. This is the last bit of your legacy in Marvel. Oh, er, is this yours? Yeah. Big fucking middle finger. Um, yeah. But I've got to say, no, I didn't like the Mister Fantastic death in that he didn't even fucking stretch. That was the other thing. You literally get he stretches off screen. Yeah. Mm. Why? Why so, is this half of this fucking film happen off screen? So they've like they've zoomed into him. Yeah, so when his hand yeah. comes back down, his hand's just normal when it hits the screen. And the same with his legs. They cut him off from the waist. So as his legs shrink, he's basically still in the screen. He's not moved. Honest to God. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that whole thing didn't, didn't work for me. And that, for me, is pretty much everything that I didn't think worked. So it's over to you boys now. If you've got anything else that you didn't think worked... Um, well, I think I, I've mentioned there that, that, that I say I, I wanted more multiverse and I wanted a bit more fan service. I mean, I, when they were talking about some of those potential cameos like Tom Cruise's Stark, 
and, and Chris oh, Evans back yeah. as Johnny Storm. I was actually a bit disappointed that those didn't happen. And <laughs> my other point earlier, if not them, I do I do want to see across this phase other versions of these characters. I mean, Cumberbatch in an interview said that he, talking about other people casting in his role, he came up with Dennis Quaid. And I thought, what a great idea. Yeah. By Dennis Quaid, I could see that perfectly. And the whole, whole Bruce Campbell thing. Yeah. They oh, should have made him at Charlie. least a version of a character we've met. If not strange, yeah. how, have him Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. How do you not have him as a version? Yeah, okay, keep him as the, as the hot dog stand guy. But, you know, yeah. have fucking Mysterio come in. Have, like, the wrestler from... Uh, the the wrestler announcer from Spider-Man 1, the 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 waiter from Spider-Man yeah. 3, you know, having this fucking yeah. Ash from Evil Dead, I don't care. Yeah. Not yeah, just a definitely. set-up joke. <laughs> yeah, and that's all it was. It was an absolute joke. Yeah. There was there was no need for it, and it was just felt forced. It, come on, if Sam Raimi wanted to bring someone in that he's worked with before, it should have been Maguire. Well, yeah. well, mm. I have heard that Maguire was in the film and like a lot of this film has apparently been left on the cutting room floor. And I'm kind of glad from what I've heard that Toby is not in the film because apparently Wanda would have killed him. And uh, that would have officially ended my childhood. Just have, have them go through his universe and see him swing past. That's all oh, they yeah, needed. Yeah. They don't oh, even yeah, need Toby to do it. It's just so it's missed opportunities. Thank you. Yeah, this film. That was my main my main negative of the film in terms of the multiverse itself. There were some missed opportunities in there, and and I just I worry that those opportunities won't be taken up going forward. Obviously, with Quantum Mania, it, it might be a case. But now we know about the multiverse. I want to see the fucking multiverse. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it's... buildings that are different with posters of of. JJ, obviously, kind of JJ and everything, but but posters where someone else is president, you know, or uh, Rogers is president, like we've had in, in the Amateur shows. I want to see all that stuff now live action. Yeah, and I worry yeah. that they're they're holding it back a little bit. We uh, well, we've mentioned the multiverse because let's cut to the chase. We know that the X Men and Fantastic Four are coming at some point, but at the moment, I can't see where they're coming from. No, uh, and no. it's not even give us Deadpool. It's just no. oh, ridiculous. That was, a, that was a crime, that. Yeah. It's like, not even you know in credit. No, yeah. you know what would have been perfect for Deadpool? And it would have been maybe maximum of a minute worth of a scene. As um, Strange and America Chavez are travelling through about 50 different universes, one of which was fucking paint for absolutely no reason. And um, then they used that as a joke as well. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I and mean, we didn't get too uh, much of the anime. Do, do you know what? Right, this film. This is my entire thought on this film. You know the way um, we've said a lot that films have become very studio influenced, and it's meant that directors don't come back for sequels and stuff. Yeah. This seems like the first Marvel film to fall at that hurdle. Yeah. Mm. And it's worrying me. Or and it's because it's it's only the first, so it shouldn't worry me. But from what they churned out, it is worrying me. Because if this carries on, MCU's got maybe another ten years left in it. If this carries on, yeah. Well, yeah. I think they're going to get a reboot after Secret Wars, aren't they? That's what they're going to do. Yeah, that's what everybody's thinking is at the minute. Yeah, yeah. but um, <sighs> yeah, the, the Deadpool thing would have literally just been, as they're floating through those 50-odd universes, um, literally just have Deadpool sat at a, a table outside a coffee shop eating a chimichanga, and you just see bang from one side, bang from the other, and it's just Doctor Strange just goes wham past, and you just see Deadpool look at the camera and go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. yeah. And then it's, just carries yeah. on eating. So, yeah, so that, that was my main thing that didn't work me enough, is that for a film that's about the multiverse, we didn't get enough multiverse. And yeah. I just yeah. hope we're going to see more of it. I mean, that, that that was my main negative from the film. Everything else I will discuss. Yeah. Now, but... yeah. Josh, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we move on to what worked? 
No, I think I've ranted about everything I kind of wanted. <laughs> cool. Perfect. So we'll, we'll move on to, to what worked. And I think there's only one place to start. And, and that's Bendy Bitch Cunty Pants. <laughs> um, he, is just, he is just an absolute tour de force. Yeah. We yeah, said yeah. it with What If, that it was such a different take on a character. Um, and he does it again yeah. with yeah. this. Um, oh, well, I suppose four versions that we see in this, um, starting with Defender Strange. Th- certainly three and a half, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, Defender Strange is yeah is really not what you expect. No. Um, quite clearly, he's he's been affected by what he's had to do mm. um, to survive. Um, whereas he's not touched by the darkness that some of the others are. Um, he's clearly been affected by some of the fights that he's had um, over the years mm. to, to finally realise that he has to do whatever it takes. Um, and the fact that he tries to kill America straight off um, is, yeah, is, is quite shocking. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, no. And yeah, that opening opening scene, I, I think is, is great. Um, we obviously then get our strange, who's again very different to what we've what we've seen. He's kind of stepped back into being a little bit arrogant again. Yeah. Now that he's not the sorcerer supreme, um, he feels like something's been taken away from him, um, and still trying to run the place despite the fact that he's not in charge anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it's great, uh, and um, then we get sinister strange um as is known um and that's another completely different take yeah um and another step on from the version of in what if um you know what that proper confused me when i was in the cinema as well because i was watching it going oh we are here comes um what what are we calling them sorcerer supreme no what is it strange supreme that's it strange it sounds like a fucking pizza um Strange Supreme, I thought, here he comes, Strange Supreme, we're going to get the big fucking dragon or, like, the, the uh, snake arms or whatever the fuck they're yeah. called. Like, I thought, we're going to get all that. This is going to be the fucking fight of the film. Everyone's going to rage, rave about this. Now, in fairness, the fight we got with the musical note, I <laughs> fucking loved. It's so that, well put together. That is the but not what you expect. thing so I have seen in a Marvel film for ages. And honest to God, give Sam Raimi Doctor Strange films going forward just for getting wacky shit like that. But (laughs) the fact that that wasn't Strange Supreme pissed me off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's... But then they would have gone into the old, how did he get out and why isn't he looking after the silver, the the mini universe, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and that death scene is outrageous. Oh, that was... Yeah. Oh, that was grim, but it was... Oh, grim. yeah, the double top. Yeah, but it was proper. Not what I was expecting at all. It reminded me of and, you know, and the then, extended then we... version of Lord of the Rings with Sauron. Uh, with Saruman, sorry. And yeah. Then, then we should mention, of course, the half strange, which was so re- so ramey, isn't it? Yeah. Zombie strange. Mm-hmm. Really strange. is. And, and even that performance was really great as well. Um, yeah. With him talking out of the side of his mouth with half of his face gone, yeah. um, yeah. which just just weird. Um, but yeah, I I can't say anything more about Benedict Cumberbatch. He's um, for me, despite the fact that I don't think this is one of their best films, he's still my favourite Avenger. Oh God, yeah. Mm. It's just because he's not comfortable that he's still kind of this arrogant kind of guy no matter what he, he's been through he's still got this edge to him that I don't think a lot of the other Avengers have, have got yeah. a lot of them are just really nice and the fact that he yeah. said he wants to carry on playing him for another like 10 years yeah no he says he, he's happy for more another decade power to him. yeah more, um, more, just go for it mate you have that yeah. for as long as you want and he's clearly as I said I've been watching these interviews he's clearly a fan of the MCU where you get some of the yeah. actors that haven't got a clue what else is going on in other films. And yeah. he was talking about films from right back at the start. 
where he was picking his favourite scenes from the MCU and he was picking stuff like, he picked a scene from Iron Man 2. And it's like, wow. he's clearly gone through it and watched it all. See, I think he's probably, like, gone and done his homework because he does... I mean, the guy read all the fucking Sherlock Holmes stuff before he took on that yeah. role. Like, he does his homework for every possible role he gets. And yeah. I think he has got the role of Doctor Strange and thought, right, shit, I need to go back and watch all this. So he's gone and done it and obviously read into his own character a little bit more. Yeah. But... Like, not a lot of the other actors do that. I mean, RDJ didn't know what the fuck Iron Man was and di- and just made Iron Man his own. Right. Of, on, on, like, obviously to the entire planet's benefit, the Iron Man is a completely different character f- between the comics and the movies. But yeah. it's, that doesn't happen very often. You don't get gems like that very often. No, definitely not. Uh, and sticking, sticking with characters... Um, I thought the introduction of America Chavez is brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. We've, we've talked oh, she's about... great. I love her. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've talked about being a bit worried about the Young Avengers. I think they've yeah. nailed every single bit of casting with these yeah, young yeah. characters. Um, yeah. Hayley Steinfeld was brilliant in Hawkeye. America Chavez yeah. um, is, is a brilliant introduction. And, and so far, everybody that looks like it could be involved in this Young Avengers has... Has been brilliant. Obviously, we're going to get Cassie Lang in Quantum Mania as well. Um, We've got uh, Wiccan and um, what's the speedy one? Speed. That's it. Yeah, Wanda's kids. That I mean, yeah. even though obviously those young two young lads won't be playing the more grown yeah. up versions, um, but they they were brilliant as well. So I've got yeah. every faith. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it, and obviously we've got Miss Marvel which will be the next thing we, we talk about um, next month um, with another another character to add to the Young Avengers there. Um, but yeah, I think her storyline's great. I think the powers are really well explained. Uh, I didn't yeah. know a lot about her at all. Um, I'm No, Tony, I don't think you did either. Um, no, not really. Most... I knew about that background of, um, of, her, of her initial one with her parents, but not in great detail, but so... Yeah. Um, I like that that story thread's hanging that they might still be out there somewhere because one, yes. one of the core things in the film of course was about family and there's this sort of father-daughter kind of relationship with her with her yeah. and Strain really which Both I Strain. hope they carry on with yes yeah. Yeah. and I, I wonder whether that might be a, a TV series somewhere down the down the road um, mm, yeah. I think I think I feel like she would fit a a Disney Plus show more than a a film if she was See, to I'm do something so like yeah, I'm wondering whether, like we said about uh, what if sort of copying Avengers uh, Phase 1 and stuff, I'm wondering whether the Young Avengers might do a similar thing in that they all have their own Disney Plus shows and then they all get together for a movie. Possibly. Yeah, yeah that I, wouldn't I, be I a would, massive surprise. I would 100% go for that if that was the plan. Yeah, definitely. Now, I think, I think we can safely say Season 2 of Hawkeye if it if it comes along, it's going to be based around Haley. Oh, um, God, yeah. And Kate Bishop, it's not going to be. Clint might cool. be in it, but I don't think he'll be a lead um, no. in that. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be totally up for that, certainly, because a lot of those characters are ones that aren't really in the mainstream. I know Miss Marvel's a little bit different because, because of who she is. Um, and same with America, really, I think. I think a lot of people will know her because of the difference to the storyline that we probably haven't seen with a lot of those those mainstream characters. But yeah. people like Kate Bishop, I don't think a lot of people will know. Speed and Wiccan, I don't think anybody really knows. Still don't think a lot of people who haven't watched WandaVision will know who they are either um, because it's not specifically said that's who they are. Um, mm. And obviously Cassie, I don't think a lot of people know her story either. Um, so there, there's a few you could certainly do series with. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed her performance in this. Um, I've seen a few interviews with her and she seems like she's so excited to be playing that role, um, which is great. It's always great to see enthusiasm. Um, and I can't wait to see more of her. 
Um, so I'm going to stick with characters again because there's a few that I thought were really great. Um, I thought the reintroduction of Christine was brilliant. I didn't think she was very yeah. good in the first film. Um, but this, the, the introduction of the, the variant, I think she's Rachel McAdams is brilliant in that role. It's a far more suited role to her um, than the original Christine was. I think the character of Christine is just better utilised in this film as a whole. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I, don't, I don't personally think it's got anything to do with the fact that the 838 universe had a different backstory and storyline for that character. I just think Sam Raimi basically grabbed that character by by the like the neck and just said, I'm using you as much as I can because you were shit in the... Well, she wasn't shit, but you, you were underutilised in the first yeah. one. Yeah. She was kind of an annoyance in the first one, wasn't she? More than anything. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it was helped... What if helped her storyline as well? Yeah. Um, where we saw that literally Strange was never going to end up with her no matter what. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she did a really good turn in that. Her voice work was great in that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And I, and I think it kind of sells that on further in this film um, where basically mm. Strange says, I will love you no matter what universe, but I know yeah. that this is done. We're, it's not happening anywhere across the multiverse. Yeah. Um, and I've accepted that now. Um, so it kind of does end that story um, yeah. and kind of frees him up. And, and we'll talk about that at the end um, as to how it yeah. frees him up. Um, but yeah, I, all three of these actors that we've spoken about in the, in the bits that worked, I think they're all fantastic. Um, well, and... I'm should mention Wong as well. I thought we had a lot more to do in this. I thought Benedict Wong was great again in this. Just... Yeah, and at the, at the start, I thought, oh, that Wong's hardly going to be in it. He's going <laughs> to gonna get left on the, at the oh, no. uh, comitage and that'll be it. We <laughs> won't see him again. Um, kind of like we saw in Spider-Man, where he got left <laughs> behind for the, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to happen again. But um, yeah, we definitely entered the, uh, the WCU. Uh, as he's calling it, the Wong Cinematic Universe um, <laughs> this time round. Um, we got a bit more of him, and it's great. He always makes me laugh when I see him on TV and he's talking with his broad Mancunian accent. Um, it's, it's just bizarre. And I know, Tony, you, you've met him. Um, I have met him, yeah. So it must be even weirder when you actually meet him and he's talking with that accent. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I'm dying to know if he's a City or a United fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, not even, not so much the character himself, but I actually thought the reintroduction of Charles Xavier worked out of all the Illuminati. Um, oh, God, yeah. I actually thought Charles yeah. worked the best. Um, and how cool and, is that musical cue? Come on. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, and yeah. The fact that he's in the, the wheelchair from the animated series is, mm. is superb. Um, and he always puts in a great performance, Patrick Stewart, no matter what. Yeah. Um, obviously, me and Tony have, have been watching Picard. Um, and at times, yes, he does come across as a little bit of a doddering old fool, which he is. He is old. Uh, and when you're working on these massive, great, big productions, it can't be easy for people of that age. No. Um, no. And the fact that Picard hits the lead and is pretty much in every other scene um, yeah. can't be easy. But as Charles in this, I thought he was he was great. Uh, and I actually thought the death scene was really well worked. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I fucking jumped when she come out of that cloud and snapped his neck. Oh, yeah, no, that, that that shit me off. That you know, yeah, yeah, it really works. And kind of in that, that was when the horror vibe really kicked off, wasn't it? At, at well, that point. actually, the scene that kicked off the horror vibe for me was when uh, Wanda enters the dark hole temple at the top of the snowy mountain, and um, they're just walking around. And I, I don't know if it's Wong or it's Wanda, just literally does a 180 turns around and there's a pair of glowing eyes there and it's those sort of 
Stone yeah. Goliath. Honestly, I shit myself yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that, that did come out of the blue, didn't it? it you really weren't expecting that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the best thing I, I thought out of all the Illuminati, that, that worked the, the best. Um, the, the, the only thing that pissed me off about the death scene was Charles Xavier is supposed to be the most powerful telepath on the planet. And yet, like, he should have fucking dominated in that realm where um, Wanda and 838 Wanda were um, competing for the body. And yet, literally, all it took was a puff of smoke. Yeah, but that is, it's the dark hold, though, isn't it? That's the, yeah, the problem. He, he probably has never dealt with anything like that. Um, it was strange to dealt with the dark hold, wasn't it, in that universe? So, True, yeah. Uh, Charles had never actually dealt with it, so it kind of took him by surprise. Um, and I don't know whether you guys shocked. have seen that he's um, he's saying he's still not done. As Charles, um, he's still oh, talking yeah, about yeah. coming back again. Um, I'd so, keep him to cameos, though. Like no disrespect to him, but I would keep him to cameos. And that's the thing. I don't think if they keep him as the main universe's Charles. You don't need him all the time. No. You should no. it should be concentrating on the team. And you just have him kind of bookend it by helping them out and setting them on their path. That's all you need him for. Um it is kind of difficult now they've done this with him to see yeah. anybody else playing Professor X. Because you just look at it and go, well, every universe pretty much that we've seen. Has been this version, yeah. Unless they get James, James McAvoy, McAvoy back in, but that was still the same version. That's the thing. True. True. It was just the younger version of him. Um. So it does kind of make you feel like every universe is now Patrick Stewart. Mm. <laughs> um. So I, I would struggle to to get rid of him, and that's I, I kind of think that's why they probably didn't bring Hugh Jackman back. Um, See, the thing that's that confusing that's me, it, right? Like... The thing that's confusing me is what is the difference between a variant and just another universe version of someone? Because we've had like variants of Loki in Richard E. Grant's the small kid who looks like um the yeah. the knobhead kid from it. Um, you know, we've had, but then you have President Loki, who is Tom Hiddleston in another costume. But then in yeah. Spider Man No Way Home, you have alternate universe versions of Spider Man played yeah. by totally different actors. So, what's Pretty the much difference? Thing, I, think. I don't think there is uh, really. I, I just wonder if it, it depends on how far away you are in numbers for the universe. Mm. So, the, the further away you get, the, the more changed they are. Well, I'm yeah. It's it's just it, they need to sort of clarify that bit. Yeah, I think I think that's some of the problems as well. There aren't any rules really yet, are there? Yeah. Um, as to the to the multiverse, I I'm sure they'll touch on it again. Um, I'm sure yeah. we'll learn a bit more in in what if. I think that's probably going to be uh the closest we're going to get. Um, for a while before they touch on it again. Um. But yeah, I, I thought those those four bits were, were great. Um, I actually thought Sam Raimi's direction for the most part was good. Um, yeah, as Raimi being Raimi, some great yeah. visuals and cool sort of like triple screenshots and stuff like that and all yeah. stuff I've seen in horror stuff over the years. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed his, his direction and, and I think we have to talk about, at this point, touch on it again, the the zombie strange um, yeah. the stuff that you put in there. The, the freaky, yeah. you know, the multiple hands was just weird because it just looked completely different to the way that he did it previously. Yeah. He was doing the same thing. Um, I, I thought that was, was really clever um, outside of the, the kind of design and, and Benedict's performance. In that role, I, I thought the the way that Raimi framed everything um, through that part, and also the the chase through the the Baxter building, I thought was was really clever. 
Mm. Um, um, her, and that was probably the best bit for me um, because she wasn't moaning. She was just violent um, rather than just being whingy. Um, she actually took some action for once uh, and did what she felt was right for her. Obviously, it isn't right. Um, but yeah, the framing of her chasing them through the, the corridors is just yeah. creepy. Um, yeah. uh, and Elizabeth's performance in that part was, was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was just the general yeah, the, characterization. The possessed, the possessed wonder was quite interesting, I thought, where she sort of yeah. takes over another person of herself. Mm. Um, you know what? Do you know what I really wanted to happen in this film in respect of Wanda, right? I really wanted Wanda to do the dream walk, which she obviously did, but something goes wrong in terms of her control over, like, the bit where the Darkhold was stabbed and destroyed, like the fucking Horcrux in Chamber of Secrets, right? If they'd have done that and she was mid-dream walk and basically 838 Wanda now inhabits our universe as Wanda's body, and vice versa. Ah, so our right, yeah. Wanda basically gets what she wants in the two kids. But then mm. the 838... Now, the 838 Wanda basically has to then prove herself that she is a good person and she's not the, the version that's, like, slaughtered all these people and held Westview ah, hostage. Yeah. And Yeah, now, don't get me wrong, mm. that's, like, an easy way out of doing a story for Wanda. But I think it would have been a really interesting one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting route they're going with her, and and I think we have to touch on the the end. Um, well, because yeah. I just want, on that point, I just want to say because I assumed the way that the film ends that she was out of contract, but apparently she's still got a few more. Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. still saying as far as she's concerned, she's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing. I was speaking to my mates yesterday and they were, one of my mates said, so is Wanda dead? Because they saw it in the, at the same time I did. And like, so is Wanda dead? And I was like, well, no. And they were like, but the bit, but a fucking temple fell on her. I was like, yeah, but A, she's the Scarlet Witch. She could fucking survive a nuke if she could, if she had the yeah. And B, if you actually watch the temple crumble on top of her, there's a flash of red light. She quite obviously just teleports or forms a, a bubble around herself of some description. Uh, and the other thing you have to say, and I don't know whether Disney might be frowning upon him at this moment in time, is the, the whole unanswered vision story that's still out yeah. there. Um, I know things aren't looking great for Paul Bettany at the moment um, after some of the revelations in court this week. Um, but th that's still left out there and I don't, I really hope Marvel aren't going to leave these threads dangling like we talked about Mordo earlier. Mm. Um, that this this story isn't going to get finished off. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Paul Bethany has been brought up in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case this week um, where Johnny Depp has confirmed that he uh, snorted cocaine with him. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's not a good look on Paul Bethany at the moment. Um well, not being funny though, people do that shit. I mean, I, I personally don't, but people obviously do that shit. And you know, if they've got the money to do it, they they're gonna do it. Like it's so long as they're doing it in the privacy of their own home, it's not like taking the image of the company they work for. I mean, it's not, kids, but it's now being aired in public. Yeah, but the kids who watch Marvel films. Like, are not going to be watching the Johnny Depp Amber Hair trial. And they're probably going to say to their parents, What's cocaine? They're not yeah. going to know that shit. And the parents are going to come up with like some bullshit answer to, you know, get them off their back. And the kids are probably never going to think of it again. And then the people who are older and who know what cocaine is and every, all that probably aren't going to give two shits if Paul Bettany does cocaine behind the scenes, as long as it doesn't impact them making these films and putting a good turn in every time. No one's going to give a shit. Certainly, yeah, the the vision storyline, I was I was watching it thinking, what's going to happen with that? Uh, the way you sort of shoots off at the end of WandaVision, I mean, it's still floating around out there somewhere, so they're going to have to deal with it at some point. 
Yeah. Well, white, exactly. white vision means something completely different nowadays, then, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does, yeah. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see where where that well, goes. I don't dwell on it for too long in case his lawyers are listening. No. no. <laughs> Unless, well, we're only telling the truth. Um, <laughs> so not a lot they can do about that. Um, but yeah, really, that's that's it for me on things that worked. I thought the storyline overall was really good. Um, it's just some of the characterization I didn't like, whereas others I thought were, were superb. Um, so I'm going to pass it to you guys if you've got anything else that you want to bring up. Um, no, I think I just sort of, I, I enjoyed what we got. Um, I just felt with it being bigging up the multiverse now that, that we'd act like I said see would have seen more of the multiverse that that sequence where they went shooting through a load of them and then just landed in one so we basically got three verses I think yeah with, with the one that they get kicked into and I thought oh and it comes back to my there was, those are my concerns when they announced the running time when they said it wasn't coming in at like 220 odd I thought well that's going to be very slim down and so it turned out to be um, yeah well, we got was in trouble. I thought Benedict was great. I said all the characters were great. Raymond's direction was great. Um, it's just those. I wanted a little bit more of those the, those cameos and a little bit more of the multiverse, which kind of were reflecting my my score on the film, really. Um, Josh, did Josh? you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, the only thing I can really add is that. I came out of the, the cinema and I compared it to what we've had before in terms of the overall story because obviously the Infinity Saga has ended. We're now, this film is technically now the beginning of the new, I don't know whether they're going to call it the Multiverse Saga or I, I don't know, but whatever this new saga is, this is either going to be the first or the second film in this saga. Because we haven't touched on what, the credits, have we, really? So. Yeah. Uh, well, what, it's gonna, what this film basically does is move the story of the saga as an entirety forward rather than move the story of Doctor Strange forward for me. Because the, the standalone films in the Infinity Saga moved the characters forward and just touched mm. on um like the 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 time stone the power stone the soul stone or whatever they yeah. were um that it just like hinted at them or gave you a glimpse at what was coming whereas this basically rammed it down your throat and went oh yeah doctor strange is in this yeah now don't get me wrong the film was great really enjoyed it Probably will go and see it again, but probably won't buy it on DVD like I did Spider Man. Um, now it's it's not. I enjoyed it more than the first film, but ah. uh, it's it's like I said with what didn't work. If this if this film was as interfered with as by the studio as I fear it may have been with a lot of stuff getting left on the cutting room floor, I am beginning to worry about the MCU. Whereas if they'd have just told a Doctor Strange story that happened to take place in the multiverse, that happened to have a cameo from John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, etc., etc., it would have been fucking brilliant. It would have probably topped No Way Home for me. But it doesn't. So I'm sort of middle of the road, to be honest. But if we do a six-month time review, I think I will probably have a completely different outlook on this because we will have had more films, more TV shows, more context as to what's going to happen in the bigger picture going forward. Yeah. And I do wonder how much of an effect it had it being moved around. Because obviously it should have been before No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. and you do wonder how that affected well, well both films. Um, yeah, with me on it and everything. Yeah, and and that's the other thing that the, the reshoots. I it makes you wonder because that means that even more was cut out. Yeah. 
then you think if you take into the reshoots into account and it's kind of like yeah. well what on earth did you cut out if you needed to do and it was a good six weeks to eight weeks reshoots yeah mm. and and you do wonder what what was cut out and you wonder whether that's why Toby was cut out if it's true that he he did film something um the, the, I, the I move think around somewhere out there there is probably a good two and a half, possibly three hour cut of this film out there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Raimi admitted that the first one was. Um he's he's come out though in the last couple of days and said, Oh, we only did reshoots because what we'd already done, the audience didn't understand. Yeah. I well I have heard that as well, but I think I don't think we'll ever see the two and a half, three hour cut of this film ever. No. Um definitely not. It would it would be fucking lovely to see it because I imagine the amount of cameos and probably the reception it would get would be yeah. out of this world. But at the same time, if the stuff that apparently the test audience didn't understand is left in, I don't think it'd be a better film. No. Overall. Yeah. So no. Definitely. And and you do wonder whether after No Way Home, and there was that such such a big furore about these these characters coming back, that maybe they looked at it and went, Do you know what? Let's not try to replicate it. Do you um, reckon they cut they cut a lot of cameos out then? Yeah, I think they probably did. I think Q was probably lined up. There was too many rumors about it. Yeah. That he was back playing Wolverine again. Um yeah. and, and others, as you say, Toby. I would imagine the Illuminati was different at one stage. Yeah, I reckon there was another good, at least three members. Yeah. And Are I you mentioned briefly on cameos, the one that we got in the credit scene just before we finish. I suppose um, we have I to. A... Yeah. I had to look it up because I had no idea what was going on in that scene. <laughs> yeah, and not many people will. My bigger problem is that it's her. Oh, surely. Because I don't, I don't like her. <laughs> see, and I've, I've heard rumours she was in it ages ago. See, I've got no problem with it being here because she's playing a character at the end of the day. And to be honest, from what I've seen of her in um, interviews and stuff, she seems sound to me. Um, but, you know, I, I, I mean, I also had to go and look up the character because I knew the name and I'd heard it in like whispers of what could be in a Doctor Strange sequel before Multiverse of Madness was even announced but when it came to it and I, I saw it on the screen I thought who the fuck's that and then I got home and realised and googled it yeah it's um, it's a strange one because she does feel a little bit too old for the role mm. Um, my issue with her is uh, her personal life has, has always got me got my back up. Um, <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, she um, she was married to Stuart Townsend for a long time, um, and they split up because he wanted kids. She didn't, and then when they got divorced, she adopted. Um, and I've always Stuart Townsend has always been hit <laughs> with some harsh things. Obviously, he was cast as Aragorn and started filming. Um, and then they sacked him after a couple of days of filming. Um, so he hasn't had much luck over the years. Um, and then, of course, he was in um, the film with Elia when she died. Um, so he's, he's, he's not had a lot of luck over the years. And it just it got my back up. And I've never, I've never really liked her since. <laughs> But yeah, but I said that scene, I had to look it up because it went, oh, well, it's the dark dimension again. So, yeah. So, and that's what they're saying now that they think it might be leading towards this secret wars in a few years' time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that'll be the reboot. And they rec I reckon that's, I reckon, I just hope it don't take 10 years for us to get the mutants and stuff in. That they no, yeah. I don't think so. I think they want the Fantastic Four in first, but I think they look at it. And they're kind of going, well, the Fantastic Four have never been done well on screen. Mm. I think we can all yeah. agree with that, um, <laughs> that they've never had a, an excellent film, should we say. Yeah, I'll give you um, that. Yeah. 
the originals were all right. They were very campy and they don't really fit with the MCU. I think they've kind of looked at it and gone, do you know what? We need to do that first. Um, especially yeah. now we've kind of lost the likes of Iron Man, Cap. Yeah. I think they're looking at it and going, well, these characters could be a nucleus of something else for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas the, the, the mutants always have kind of been a separate thing anyway. And they've been done well at times. Yeah. Uh, I know they've had some really, truly awful films over the years as well, but they've also had some MCU standard films over the years. Um, so I think it's a, it, it will probably be a more difficult job to get it right with the, yeah. with the mutants um, than the Fantastic Four. And I, I don't think we're that far off. We know we're not that far off because Deadpool's come in. Yeah. Mm. We know that's being written. Yeah. It's got directors. I, I don't think we're far off from getting a shooting date on that. Um, so it's coming at some point. Mm. And again, that's going to... We know now that's going to have to touch on the multiverse as well. Now he's not being introduced. Yeah. That'll probably be where we see it next, if anything. Mm. We'll be there. Um. So I don't think it'll be too far off. I think they might do it a different way. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get some Disney Plus stuff yeah, along the way with the mutants. Because the only other title that suggests we would get some multiverse action anytime soon is Quantum Mania, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and that seems like it's just going to be in the quantum realm again. Yeah. I know Kang's in it, but it's we still don't know what version of Kang. Um, it, it, it won't be big like fucking badass bollocks Kang it'll be no. it'll be probably be another version of the man at the end of time Kang yeah yeah definitely or it could be it could be the Richards version we don't know mm, yeah um, which gives you the opportunity to introduce the Fantastic Four from that as well yeah um, so we shall see. But I suppose we, we better give our, our scores. Um, yeah. So who wants who wants to go first? Yeah, I, I'll throw mine in there. For, for me, I don't score it or rate it as highly as the first film. Um, I say that the multiverse issues for me are the ones that knock it out. And for me, it, it it's like a solid 75. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see why. Josh, how about you? Do you know, I, I, I've kind of got the opposite to say from what Tony's just said. Well, some of the opposite from what Tony's just said. But I give it around the same score. I gave it about a 70. But, I, like, obviously the multiverse stuff, there was nowhere near enough of it. But I, I would happily watch it again compared to the mm. first one, just purely because... Benedict seems far more comfortable in the role where he was, whereas he was obviously just starting out with the first one. He just knows the character far better for this one. His uh, chemistry with the actress playing America Chavez is just absolutely brilliant. Like it, it's just a better film. And contrary to what you said, to be honest, Paul, I actually really liked Wonder in it. She was just a badass in it, and um, <laughs> she just well, I mean the the. It's the fact that it's Elizabeth Olsen just helps it a hundred percent more. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's about a, it's about a seventy, slightly lower than Tony, but I I just fucking nick nitpick the shit out of these films, even with only one watch. So yeah, and and then finally for me, I I'm gonna have to go around the same score as Tony, um, maybe slightly higher, maybe a seventy six, seventy seven, um. Yeah, I there were some bits that I didn't think were great. Um, as I said, Benedict's just a tour de force, um, which elevates any film. Um, the main supporting cast, um, in America Chavez, in Christine, in Wong, um, elevates it as well for me, um, because I think they all put in great performances. I thought the effects were superb throughout. Um, going through the multiverse I thought was really good obviously the zombie effects um, were, were great 
Sam Raimi, as I said, brilliant direction for the most part. Um, really, for working on a film that wasn't his to begin with, I think he does a, a grand job. Um, but yeah, it just gets knocked down that little bit from being a better film um, because of, as I say, Wanda, the multiversal stuff in, in general um, was lacking. Um, the, the poor portrayal of the Illuminati for the most part, um, knocks it down from being as good as the original. For me, the original was a, at least an early 80s, if not mid-80s, yeah. um, for me, um, just because I thought it introduced a whole new character and a whole new area of the MCU in that first film um, that we hadn't seen before. Um, so that's what knocks it down. But yeah, in general, it was a mid, seven, mid to late 70s for me. Um, but again, he's still my favourite Avenger and I can't wait to see him again at some point. <laughs> so hopefully it won't be, be too long. Um, hopefully it'll, it'll keep popping up here and there along the way like it did for Spider-Man. Um, otherwise, it might be a long way off with no Avengers films in the, in the near future. Um, it might be a while until we see him again. I uh, hope not. Hopefully we'll get another sequel in this in this phase, uh, possibly one of those ones that haven't been announced yet. It feels like it shouldn't be too far off till we see him. Um, and I hope that's the case. Um, so, yep, that's it for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in the, the Multiverse of Madness. Get that right. Um, but it was nice. It, honestly, it was nice to see a, a Marvel film back on the big screen again. Um, one that I think we, we were looking forward to. I know we got Spider-Man. Um, but you can't nail that to the MCU mast, mast all the time um, because it's not just them. Um, the, obviously, we had the Eternals, which we didn't know a lot about. Um, but this one, I think we were all looking forward to um, in the long run, having waited for, for quite a while to, to have the MCU back on the big screen for, for most people. Um, next month, we will be returning to the small screen. Uh, as the previously mentioned, Miss Marvel begins its run on Disney Plus. Um, I think we're, I think we're a little bit trepidatious with this one because it's not really in our ballpark. I would say no. I think it's it's one that's aimed at old men doing that next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's aimed at a younger generation than us. Um, obviously, my and that's me included. Yeah, my my only my only real knowledge of Miss Marvel outside of the game, which I've not played that much, um, is a lot of the the animated stuff like Marvel Rising, um, which my little boys watched a few times. Um, so and some of the the Spider Man animated stuff that's come out in recent years, like Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, um, I don't know much about her, and I, I do think it's aimed at a younger audience than us. Um, so that should be an interesting six weeks for, for us three. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you, boys, for joining me. No worries. And thank you, listeners, uh, for joining us uh, for our trip to the multiverse. Uh, well, our small trip to the multiverse, as we've all <laughs> just talked about. Um, remember to leave a review for us over on iTunes. It helps us greatly. And we will see you next month for Miss Marvel.